with me. Turn in your Bible to the book of Psalms, chapter 42. You're not the only one with crazy children. Psalms 42, 1 through 5. And if the Lord allows and He tarries, um, I believe this is the last installment on this series about the believer and depression. I trust that it has been an encouragement to you, an enlightenment to you. But today is the pivotal message. I wish, have you ever said this? I wish I'd have known then what I know now. All the years that could have been spared, all the, the, the struggle and so much of it I could have skipped. And I pray that your heart is open to let the word of God trump even your experience behind you and let it live in you. This is the cry of David who has spoken so much of our soul out in print for us to read. He said, as the deer pants after water, so my soul's panting after you, O God. My soul thirsteth for you, the living God. When shall I come and appear before you? Which means he feels distance here. He doesn't feel the benefit of God's nearness in person. My tears have been my meat day and night. While others continually say to me, where is thy God? Which implies if God was with you and God was for you and God was pleased with you, you would never experience these seasons. And he said, and when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I'm one of the church people. I go. I travel to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept holy days. Why are you so downcast, O oh my soul? And why are you so disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Put an exclamation point there in your Bible. For I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. May I read something uh, while you're standing for just a moment longer? Charles Spurgeon, who was in his day and time the most known and reputable preacher on the face of the earth by most historical accounts. He said, You may be surrounded with all the comforts of life, and yet be in wretchedness more gloomy than death. You may have no outward cause, whatever, for sorrow. And yet if the mind is dejected, the brightest sunshine will not relieve your gloom. There are times, he said, when our spirits betray us and we sink into darkness. We slip into the bottomless pits where our souls can bleed in ten thousand ways and die over and over again each hour. There is no reasoning, and a remedy is hard to find. We might as well fight with the mist as with this shapeless, undefinable, undefinable yet all beclouding hopelessness. I spoke to you in part one about victory in, not just over things. Yes, there's a victory over and there's a victory from, but there's also a victory in depression, a victory in lack, a victory in sickness. Then in part two, we looked at the life of Elijah and we talked about those that run and those that exaggerate and those that isolate themselves. And all they really need is the touch of God and the encounter of God. But this morning, I want to share with you um, advice from the well-traveled. 
Why is it that a woman that's giving birth only finds comfort in other mamas? Why is it that soldiers find... And by the way, thank you veterans so much. Would y'all honor them this morning? I get to do what I do because you did what you did. So thank you. Um, but a soldier can find comfort in, the, in the, 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 the time spent with another soldier. It's like they finished their sentences. And I want to go through the word of God and through my journey and talk to you about someone that's walked this path that has done battle with, has won battles and lost battles with depression and let you see what I've learned. I'm coming back to tell you that there is not only victory from there is victory in because God is with you. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity that's mine. And if all I do is share my stories, no one's helped. If all I do is turn the facet a different way, uh, the light on the diamond, it's not the same. But if you teach us, if you anoint me this morning, if your Holy Spirit turns the lights on in our soul, we can see things we've never seen so that we can do things we've never did or never done, Lord. Let, I pray that you would anoint me today by your Holy Spirit, for it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, says the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. Advice from a, the road well-traveled. I haven't done it all well, but I'm still standing. I'm still here. I still have joy in my heart. I still, listen, have the capacity for joy. This person who is no familiar, this person that's no stranger to sadness and discouragement and disillusionment and depression still has an expectation of good and God. I still have the capacity to laugh and to enjoy. I've learned some things and I'm going to pass them on to you as one who is well-worn but still making it. And still with a positive outlook on life and God. And the number one thing I would tell you. Now not meaning one is the most important. But the first thing I want to share with you this morning. Is you need to dethrone your feelings. Dethrone. That means you have enthroned them. They are your final authority. They are the first voice of the morning. And the last voice of the day. They are your barometer. They are your thermometer. They are your guide. Your true north. And if your compass, if there is no true north, or if the north has been changed, then your compass will never work. Feelings are inaccurate. They're incomplete. They're wrong. Not always, but often. They're exaggerated. They're diluted. They're polluted. They are connected to immature people and immature opinions. And if they are at the seat of authority in your life, 
If that's how you determine when someone says, how are you? If that's the go-to, you will struggle the rest of your life. And life will be something that is endured, not something that is enjoyed. Now, if you do not battle with depression, you may just be like the people that just spend their life on a pretty good even keel and, you know, run up a ladder uh, and climb a wonderful ladder of self-pleasure and self-enjoyment only to find your ladders leaning against the wrong building. What's at the throne of your heart? What you feel or who you know? See, if, if, if God is there and he's the final say, then I can weather the darkest of, uh, the, the, the most fierce of storms and the darkest of nights. David said, why are you so downcast? Oftentimes it's for no apparent reason. Sometimes we are downcast because of unconfessed sin and rebellion. When he asked the question, why are you so downcast? Do you know that God uses depression, discouragement, disillusionment, so that you don't get comfortable in your rebellion? The scripture said, there is no rest to the wicked, says the Lord. It's like you're trying, you without kids or your kids are grown, you've forgotten how it was to be this close to the bliss of a nap with a ceiling fan on. Only to hear, mama! Mama, daddy, daddy, and you jump, watch. If they catch you right at the moment of rest, there's an anger. There's a, what do you think you're doing? I need rest. And God will wait till you just about find rest and go, hey, hey, I'm going to see to it that you never find rest in your wickedness. And depression can be, it's not always, can be a result. It's so dark. It's so dark. It can be a result of not walking in the light. Why are you so downcast? Because of something that happened or something that is missing in our lives. We get downcast because we're powerless to help ourselves and, and there's no help on the horizon. We can become downcast because we have unrealistic expectations that life should be good and life should be fair. Uh, Izzy came home from school one day. Her and Olivia told me that the teacher told them, uh, God is not, or what? Yeah, life's not fair. Somebody's Christmas phone's ringing. Tell him I said, hey, life's not fair and fair's not biblical. It's something about that makes you mad and laugh at the same time. Life's not fair and fair's not biblical. But we get depressed because we feel we have an expectation that if God be for us, and instead of saying who can be against us, then everything ought to be good. God is good all the time. Well, God is good, but life is not always easy or pleasant. And if you have unrealized expectations, that frustration can breed a discontentment that darkens your, the clouds of your, or darkens your soul. We have unrealistic expectations and unrealized desires and unanswered prayers. But another reason that our soul gets downcast is we see through a glass darkly. Now listen to old Pastor John today. No matter how much you love the Lord, it's hazy here. It's hazy. You got you to gotta fight through. 
your weaknesses, your limitations, your insecurities, your idiosyncrasies, your wounds, your scars, your disappointments, all the while knowing who God is, but when you don't feel Him and you don't see Him, there, there's a struggle not to be His, but to remember that I am His. And to remember that my responsibility is not to make the world feel like heaven. My responsibility is to be faithful to him in this journey. David asked the question, why so downcast, O oh my soul? But there's never really no scriptures that respond to it. Must not have been that important a question. I don't think the question of why are we depressed is as important as who do we look to when we are depressed? Some of us look at the depression and try to fix it instead of look to God for Him to be our glory and the. We want to lift our own head. We want to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. If you look inside for help, you are defeated. If you look outside of yourself, you are disappointed. But if you look upward, you are comforted. Now, this is revelation for me. And I didn't know it for so many years. And I'm just now this year coming into it, and it, it works so beautifully. Why is it that we have an expectation of God in one area? But limit him only to that expression. Is he a savior? Come on. Is he a healer? Is he a deliverer? And by his spirit he's a comforter. Why won't you let the Holy Spirit comfort you. When he's not yet delivered. Now in Christ he, he's all things to us. But is salvation the same thing as Protection or preservation? No. They're different expressions. Why won't you let the Lord just hold you? Why won't you just let him comfort you? The Holy Spirit is the comforter. And we stomp our feet and say, I want deliverer. I am learning. Not there, but I'm learning. In my weakness... He is made strong. So why do we resist weakness? That is not a give up, sit in the floor. Well, if God wants me, he knows where to find me. Pessimism. That's not what I'm talking about. It's when you rebuke the devil and he doesn't buke. And you quote your verses. And you pray your prayers. You repent of your sins. And it's the same. It's the same thing in your soul. Learning to lay in the lap of God is a beautiful thing. And it's not weakness. It's wisdom. You ain't got to fix me if you'll just hold me. Now, he still is deliverer. And he still is mighty God. That's why David says, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope, your trust, 
your intentionality, your focus in God. Jeremiah 17 said, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, for he'll be like a tree planted by the waters. That's an intentional act. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. That's a process. If you trust in the Lord during those seasons and those times, roots don't grow down in the moment. They grow in the ground over time. You'll not see when the heat cometh, but your leaf shall be green. There's strength. You will not be careful in the year of drought. There's a defense. Neither shall you cease from yielding fruit. There is reward. He looks at himself and he says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? He did not try to figure out the why. He turned it to the who and said, I will put my faith in you. Put my hope in God. Faith. Listen, faith and hope in God is not the eradication of your feelings, but it's being the master of them. Now, you can... Give me your charismatic rhetoric, and I am Pentecostal to my toes. I pray in tongues often. I believe in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit. And this authority of the believer that's taught often passes that which the Scripture teaches. Next time you get poison ivy, show me some of your authority. Will you do that for me? I command you not to itch. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm being funny, but this, I have to do flashcards. Cat, dog, if it works, it works. If it's truth, it's truth in every situation, right? Y'all aren't following me. If you was ugly before you got saved. You ugly after you got saved. You got hammer feet before you got saved. You got hammer feet afterwards. If your head shaped like a squash before you got saved. It's shaped like a squash after you got saved. If you itch, if you itch, and you just, I just take authority over my body, and then when no one's looking, you go get a hairbrush. And not the little plastic end, straight plastic, and you cut your arm about off. I need to know. I need to know that when I can't remove my feelings, I can master them. I can stand in them on them and look to God and wait for the comfort that comes from His Holy Spirit. Put your hope in God. Faith in the, listen to this, this is so good. Faith in the person of Christ. Not an idea, not an ideology, not a mental ascension to some theological uh, idea, but in the person of Jesus Christ. Faith in the promises of Jesus Christ. He told the Jews in the natural and, of course, in the spiritual. See, the earthly promises are eclipsed by the, the heavenly promises. The old covenant is eclipsed. There's still the covenants with the Jews, but with the church. He told the Jews, he said, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. That, that, that's, that's a depressed phrase. When you're passing through the waters and the rivers. He said, they won't overflow you. Like when I pass through them. He didn't say, I'm going to move the water out of the way. I'm going to move you through the water. Now, what's the New Testament one? Not just when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Watch. And lo, I'm going to be with you always. Even to the end of the age. 
Oh, that comfort of knowing that I am never alone and I don't have to be strong because my Father is and my Christ is and His promises are yes and amen. He hath, there hath not failed one word of all His good promises. Faith in the power of Christ. Oh, I wish you could more... I wish you could equally as clearly articulate the power of Christ as you can the power of your depression. How are you doing? Well, and then 30 minutes, 30 minutes of how bad it is, and then tack on that one little line, but the Lord's faithful. Why can't you flip the script and say, how are you? It's as dark as it's ever been, but Jesus is as near as he's ever been. I can't. I can't push back the clouds. And the clouds can't push back against my God. He is near me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. He is near. He is sufficient. But Lord, if you just, here we are. I'm going to get right to it. Lord, you could do it. Lord, it's nothing for you to heal me of cancer. It's nothing for you to heal me, to turn my spouse around. Lord, it's nothing for you to blow back the, this depression. I, I, I sought you. And I sought you for this. And I sought you for this. And I told you my grace was sufficient for you. Now that might mess your theology up. And I know God always says yes. And it's like the preacher that got up and said, preached the sermon, God never says no. That was his sermon. God never says no if you come in faith. The old preacher followed up behind him. He lived a while. He said, you've heard it been said that God never says no. But if he, says, if he don't say no, he'll say no. <laughs> what do you do when you don't get a yes, but you get sufficient grace? This, I'm telling you, is the key. This is a key to unlock some of your souls. Dethrone your feelings and learn to recognize sufficient grace, which means I got enough in me today to navigate all of this, all of this disappointment, all of this darkness, all of this disillusionment, all of this discouragement. And I don't have to put on a happy face to have joy in the presence of the Lord. My joy is based on an eternal reality. When you're sick in a hospital bed and your body is racked with pain, it's hard to smile the smile of the naive and the carefree that's never suffered. But you can have a joy that's honest. And they say, how are you? You say, man, I'm hurting, but I'm good. <laughs> My soul is good because I have faith in the person, the promises, the power, and the presence of Christ. I wonder, is there anyone here ever been in the hospital and they tell you visiting hours are over and your spouse can't even stay in the room and your body is racked with pain and they tell you the report doesn't look good and they pull the drape and Jesus walks through the hospital, through the drape, by your bedside and said, I am with you. I am with you in sickness and health for better or for worse, for richer or poor. And he says, and John, my grace... It's sufficient. One of the reasons we're depressed is we believe that God is a liar. Because if we don't have him, we'll have nothing. And he said the grace was sufficient and we say it's not. Could it be 
that you are trying to make sufficient the deliverance. Some, now I know this is messing with some of y'all. You think I'm not operating in faith and that I don't believe? Listen, I believe. I've spent my life believing Him. Read Hebrews 11. And look at the roll call of faith and all that they did. And they waxed valiant in battle. And women received their dead brought back to life. And, and there was glorious victory after victory after victory after victory. And look in your Bible and see if it doesn't say, and there were others. Who wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. They were imprisoned and beaten with rods and stoned to death and fed to lions and cut in half. Watch, watch. Well, it's because they, they just didn't believe. They didn't, they didn't agree with the scriptures. And the Bible says, and they obtained a good report through faith. That's what it says. They had faith, but God didn't deliver them. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs and then try to watch television. Where they wrapped the family up one by one on poles and made human candles out of them and would light the children on fire in front of the, the parents and they're in that moment how do, you, how do you even go there in that moment there's sufficient grace there's dying grace at the face of death there's bereaving grace at the moment of bereaving and the moment that these children were wrapped in, in animal pieces for other animals to eat them alive there was a sufficient grace in that moment for the man not to denounce Christ and come off the pole to save his family. You don't know what you have. I would submit to you that there's more glory and sufficient grace than there is absolute deliverance. I think of my daddy that left this world in 1974. Had a mama that took care of him and cleaned him, fed him, bathed him. And he rotted away with cancer. Prayed for other people, put his hands on them. God healed them, opened deaf ears, word of knowledge. Preacher, extraordinaire. Prayed for his son to live and his son lived. And he rotted away with cancer and he faced eternity. He's about to step into eternity and leave a, 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 a wife and four babies and hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical bills. What does that feel like in that moment? What, what does that, what, what, did, what does a man do? How, how do you navigate? How do I look over the shoulder at Isabel and Olivia and Elisha and Kelly and say, I trust you, Lord, and leave this world. And any man that's worth his salt knows that your soul is being ripped in half because you're the protector. You're the provider. You're the anchor. You're the shield. You're the one. How does he do it? It's not because my daddy was special. He knew what sufficient grace was. He's no different than you. You have available to you this otherworldly element called sufficient grace and it's found in the comfort of the Holy Spirit you got to have faith in God in his plans and in his faithfulness number two take control of your mind 
So dethrone your feelings. They're part of your life, but they are not the major part. Take control of your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Don't you think if God wanted you to bring into captivity every feeling, he would have said feeling? You think he's smart enough, you English majors? Where are my English majors? If he wanted to say feeling, he would have known how to say, bring into captivity every feeling. He said, no, I'm going to let them run. Bring into captivity your thoughts. And your thoughts stand up against your feelings. It's your thought life. And you're responsible for them. You cast down the vain imaginations. You cast down the fear. You cast down the, the unreasonableness that your feelings are dictating. God will not, others can't do it for you and God won't do it for you. It's your responsibility. And it's within your power. So this is not so much mine. You know, it's, it's very diverse. Depression can be uh, as diverse as the person that has it. The situational dynamics of depression. The chemical dynamics the uh, frailty of the human psyche. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of these variables uh, f- for all of us. Hold on, I lost my place. Give me just a second. But the one thing that's the same is that God is not unrighteous to require something from you that was not possible for you to give. He says, take, a, to take control. Cast down everything that contradicts the knowledge of God. You do it. You stand and say, no, you hear yourself say, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. God's not left me. No, it's not always been this way. You remember Elijah's exaggeration? You remember he, Lord, I'm the only one that hasn't bowed a knee to Baal. God says, there's 7,000 that haven't. So you're saying I'm 7,000% wrong? Yeah, Just, just a little off. You have to tell yourself, no, it's not always been this way. No, it's not always like this. You have to cast down and arrest the thoughts. It's within your power to do it. Is it within your will? Now, you can get mad at me and not call me or write me. Or you, know, or you can write me upset and just send those to uh, Chris Weeks at Christ Chapel Macon GA and let him know. There are people that fall in the category where Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Why would you ask a man that's been sick for 38 years why he wanted to be made whole? Because if you're made whole, you've got to get up and move, and you've got to go back to work, and you've got to rebuild relationships, and you've got to do life. Some people, some people, have found an identity in being, having sympathy. I'm sorry, we do. If I did one thing right during the darkest years of my life, I stood on this pulpit and I said, if you've ever loved me, don't feel sorry for me. Because that ain't going to help me. Care for me. Pray for me. Check on me. But don't feel sorry for me. I, listen, we would never take heroin, but we'll get, drunk, we'll get addicted to the sympathy of people. That's, pretty, that's good. I'm going to get my own CD and remind myself. Because it's in the mind where most battles are won and lost. 
What's the difference between Judas killing himself and Simon Peter running and repenting? His mind. They both failed the Lord. They both betrayed the Lord. One made financial profit. One saved his own skin. But it's what, what they did. Judas's mind says it's never going to change. It's, it's horrible. You might as well end it all. Simon's mind, you might as well end it all. And he ran and wept into the night bitterly. But somehow he was still open to seeing Jesus. And he, he said, I can't do that. I can't, I, can't, I can't turn on God. I've already failed him. And the moment he heard Jesus' voice again, he's the one jumping out of the boat, swimming all the way to shore. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. He, he wanted that communion. It's up to you. I may not be able to change my feelings, but I don't have to get on their side either. The fight is up to you, but your fate is up to God. So if it's going to be a fight, fight. It says we do not war after the flesh. It is a battle. But don't say you're battling with depression if it wins all the time. Battle. Fight, stand up, participate. Yeah, I'm not having a good day, but that doesn't mean I've got to, to isolate myself perpetually. Sometimes you've got to get apart. Crazy people will kill you. If you're depressed and then crazy people join you, that's not good. I've got to be alone sometimes. I've got sufficient crazy in my own. I don't need additional crazy. You take a, see, dep- people don't battle with depression don't know this. You're depressed and you get around somebody else that's depressed. And they're playing country music. And you're like, let's just look for something high to jump off of and something sharp to land on. They come in your house playing she's acting single and I'm drinking double. And you don't know what to do. Let me me get off that from my country music fans. Y'all know years ago when they did the back masking back when they had albums? You know, you remember you play it backwards? And it'll say like, "Go, go kill a policeman or, you know. Go, go cut your grandmother or play something crazy. You know what you get when you get, play country music backwards? You get your wife back, your truck back, your dog back, your job back, your health back, everything you lost on the record. You, anyway, you know, don't forget to try the veal. Tip your servers. Well, if, you, if you're going to say you're fighting with depression, why don't you fight? Why don't you fight like somebody put their hands on your baby? Oh. Why don't you fight like somebody put their hand on your wallet? Oh, I'm going to go where angels fear to tread. Why don't you fight like somebody put their hands on your vacation days? Don't say you're fighting with depression when you're wallowing in it. Stand up. Man up. Stand in the authority of God's word. And if it's dark, it's dark. But just because it's dark don't mean I can't have a flash light. Me and Kelly got a new little UTV outside, and the guy that had it before us wired up. You know, I'm, I'm old. I don't know about all these things, but an LED bar on the top of it. So Kawasaki, it comes equipped with two halogen so-and-so lights. Mm-mm, catfish put a bar on this thing. So my two lights light up that which is in front of you. Kelly got in the other day. I said, you're going to like this. I found it used, bought it for us. And she got in. I said, push that button right there. The one that's red, yeah, push that one right there. This is exactly what she did. We're in the thing. She pushed it. She goes, oh, 
She loves, you ought to see her out in the skid steer. She's just knocking trees over that are fine. She don't care. She just, anything, she's cutting up, digging rivets out. Trees are gone. Dogs in the bucket. It's all going around. But when she saw, listen, listen to your pastor. Listen, the difference between what we had with the halogen and what we have is that a man put it on there. I got the light of God's word. I got the light of God's countenance. I got the light of God's spirit. And I might not can do anything about the clouds. I hope you get this. I might not can make one feeling better. But push that red button right there. Watch this right here. What? Push that praise song. Push that prayer button. Remind yourself how good and how faithful God has been. And when you push it, oh, oh. If our musician would come, please. I've got more, but I believe we're almost at a place for us to pray. The other night when we got in the, the, the Kawasaki, the, the mule, the little trans mule, um, it, the, the storm was on its way, you know, the, the back part of it. It was dark clouds, and it was misty. And the Lord confirmed this word for me, for you today. What if we just stopped the mule? What if Kelly would have gotten in and I pushed the button? And instead of doing what I can close my eyes and see her, I just, I love. You know when you're with somebody a long time and you just, you can know their nuances I knew what she was going to do. I pushed the button and she goes, <gasps> that's her favorite thing. If you ever get one of those out of a gift, you know you, you're good. What if we'd have pushed the button? Now follow me. I got in. I've got the car, uh, the mule ready. She's going to love this. She's going to, Kelly, push the button. All the field lit up. And she goes, what about the clouds? What about the rain? Where's the moon? There's not a star in the sky. Would you just look at the button, what the button did here? No, I might not can control all of this. Why are you so downcast, John? Well, no, I didn't want an answer. It's rhetorical, son. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Talk to him. Lean into him. Let him hold you. Stop trying to be strong in your weakness. Let him be strong in your weakness. Thirdly, you need to replenish your soul. I had some things, and I want to read them, but then show you. You know, Paul would say, uh, and the scriptures would say, and I'll show you a more better way. I'll show you a more better way. You can replenish your soul, of course, by having nothing between you and God. That's primary. You can filter all that goes through your eye and ear gate. That's wisdom. You can schedule times of enjoyment and solitude. Yes, like coffee with a friend or if you ain't got any good friends, go out and feed ducks and sit and, you know, just be by yourself. Something that's not negative you can put a guard at your heart and one at your mouth yes you can be grateful you can be thankful 
You can praise. Yep. You can vocalize your expectation of God. Here's what he said. For I will yet praise him. Even if I don't have it in me to do it now. I will yet praise him because of his coming countenance. Just because I can't see his face shining on me today doesn't mean I won't feel it tomorrow. And yes, you are to look to him. But I have learned that my soul is replenished when I stop fighting and rest. You do what you want to do. Take, take your path. March. You can sling oil down every wall of your house. But sometimes the comforter just needs to comfort me. And when I get up from that, and he's lifted my head and gave me strength, I go into the muck and I look for my button. Jesus, you ready? And he and I navigate these steps together. I'm going to ask Brian in just a moment to uh, play this song. And uh, if our elders would come on down, please, before anybody else comes, y'all come and position yourself. There's oil here. Those in the congregation, I want you to stay in a spirit of reverence. I believe the Lord's going to do miraculous things today. I want you all to look this way before we pray. I've been waiting all morning to say this. To the depressed, sometimes it's our past that haunts us. Maybe it's our present that overwhelms us. Or our future that terrorizes us. I want to say that again. Maybe it's our past, something that happened to us or didn't happen to us, that haunts us. Maybe it's our present and all that is expected of us that overwhelms us. And the unknown nature of our future that terrorizes us. Isn't it funny that the God who goes ahead of you had one verse for all three. He said, I'm the God of yesterday, today. I'm the same yesterday for your past, today, and forever. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, even if you're depressed. This is not exclusive for this morning, but I want them to come first. Those that say, I've been missing something along the way, and I, I'm, not, I'm not just going to roll over. I, I'm, just, I'm responding to this word. Heal my heart and my mind, O oh God. Help me to experience that sufficient grace today. And God, you won't deliver me just straight out cold turkey never to do it. That's good too. I'm not telling you how to do what you do. But I'm not going to limit you to only the deliverance part. I, I'm open to what you feel I need to learn. Because the person that has deliverance may not ever know what sufficient grace is. But the person that has sufficient grace almost always comes into deliverance. Now, with every eye open, if you want to come and either kneel in prayer or come and have an elder pray for you, would you do that? Guys, if one of you will come down on this end here, in the front, one here, would you come if you need prayer this morning or want to pray? Brian, would you cue that song for me, please, on the screens here?
Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. greatest song will always be the song born in the greatest suffering. As I look back on this road of travel, I see so many times he's carried me through. And if there's one thing that I've learned in my life, my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true And everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true We will never forget the price Jesus paid so that forgiven sinners could sing forever to God. My heart rejoices when I read the promise. There's a place that I'm preparing for you. I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face. Cause my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true And everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true And in every situation has proved his love for me when I lack the understanding he gives more grace to me my redeemer is faithful and true and everything he has said he will do and every morning mercies are new my redeemer is faithful and true 
Jesus is faithful and true. If the slain Christ is your song, then you and all the redeemed with you may hope and be sure that the day is coming when suffering will be no more, but singing will last forever. Church family, would you stand with us this morning? Those in the altars, feel free to stay. I'm, I didn't mean you. I believe we should do two things in the honor of Christ. If you struggle with depression, but Christ is sufficient for you, would you silently just come stand behind these? Just come stand in the front and say, I got you, girl. I got you. He walks with me in it through it and by it and under it oh he'll carry you he ain't gonna drop you you may not see him but he's there you may not feel him but he's there look at all these people oh we're not the only ones we're not the only ones and for the last year I've been sharing this revelation with you and it's becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and if you'll allow me to close with this and Mark I want you to pray for us this morning um, my, for years my friend Rob Saxon wheeled himself around in the, you know, his wheelchair and he just, he'd wheel up on this stage and sing and belt it out and his body wouldn't let him walk some cruel person would say don't you got no faith man come on snap out of it is the Lord your healer? Yeah. But, but I have grace that is so sufficient. I'll outsing everyone on the stage with no use in my legs. And he just, there was a grace there. Okay? Follow me now. So we, we see that. And in heaven, I'm going to look for the blind that see and those that are in the wheelchair. You think you're going to be able to hold Rob down? I hope he's watching this morning, you know? Amen? Now, now, wait, though, and watch. And I never saw myself in that. Well, I'm not blind. I can see. I'm not deaf. I can hear. I'm not lame. I can walk. Yeah, but I'm sad a lot. And in heaven, there shall be no more sorrow. Wait a minute. Nor sadness, nor pain. John, come here. You will never feel it ever again oh what a day that will be when his victory is on display the lame walk the blind see the deaf hear and the sad don't know what you're talking about he's got sufficient grace for you today and for me and for you and for you he's good enough he's gonna carry us so how where do we do when we leave tell the truth but tell all of it how you doing? Man, this is dark as it's been in a long time. But this morning over a cup of coffee in my favorite chair with my dog sitting beside me, God reminded me that this isn't all there is and heaven's my home. And you go, whoa, whoa, girl, I wasn't asking you all that. What's going on? Well, depression and the believer, it ain't Lord. My Lord is Lord in all things. Mark, would you come and pray over us this morning?
We have victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. I think about what Jason said on the transition. I listened to this message. And we have victory in him. In him. I've not been through what John's been through. But I've had my bad days. I've had my days where I said, God, what is going on? And he said, grace is going on. He said, I'm with you every step of the way through life. That's what he wants you to know. That was the purpose of this message. That is the purpose of this service today. Is for him to tell you, I am with you. Your victory is in him. Father, we thank you for the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And for his ability to love us right where we are. To walk with us every step of the way. To help us through anything that comes. And when the days are dark, we know that you're there. And that your grace is sufficient. And that you can bring us through. We thank you for that. Father, bless your people today. Be with them always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And before you leave today, our elders are going to stay and linger here. I know some of us um, would rather be private than in public. Would you do this for me, this courtesy? Would you just leave reverently and quietly today and, and fellowship in the foyers so that those that need to pray can do so in here?